So, but I, I like that song for today. Hey, they're good times. Easter is not about death. Easter is about life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Easter is about a resurrection of the mind and the body and the willingness to uh, see and rethink everything. And so Easter is not a sad time at all. And uh, especially, especially in my mind. It isn't. We, I, I do believe that Jesus existed. And I do believe he walked the earth. And I do believe he was a teacher. And I believe he was a good one. But he taught of love. He was a man of love more than anything else, which is horrifying to a lot of people. <laughs> last week, I, I, I said, last Sunday, I said, you know, the, his main message was forgive. And, and I had a vision of people, you know, in the movies when they're running out of the theater, they're running <laughs> the, the streets to get away from the blob. But it's that, it's that forgiveness. Of, I'd rather tithe than forgive. And, and so to, to look at that, forgive. Forgive is an act of love. And it's a big act of self-love. But Jesus went to, up to people and he said, hey, you don't have to be sick. And they said, that's crazy. I have leprosy. Of course I have to be sick. They told me I'm sick. And he touched them, which was so taboo. You don't touch a person with leprosy because you'll get it and you'll die. And he touched them. And they saw that. He's touching me. And people around saw it. He's touching him. And he's not afraid. And he's not getting sick. And that's how leprosy began to heal. He healed through love. Well, I like that. That's a lot better than taking a pill. <laughs> to heal through love. Oh, I can feel the cold lifted right up out of my body right now. Just talking about it. But, but, uh, but to heal heart, you know, disharmony through love. Imagine asking yourself, you know... Let's take a moment to think of the person you like the least in the world. We're just going to take a moment there. And imagine going with it and asking, how do I love this person? How can I love this person so that I don't have to hate them anymore? Because when I hate them, I hate myself. There is the resurrection. There is the transformation from death to life. Is how do I love the person I fear the most, the person I hate the most, the person I'm the most indifferent to. How do I go about loving this being? And how do I go about loving this lovely person in the mirror here? <laughs> Look in the mirror, you're going to see me. And, and he's, he's, he's adorable. Uh, <clears throat> but but to, to think on it, huh, how do I go about loving the one I fear the most. So Easter is about the rising up in consciousness. Easter is all about life. Easter is all about love. And within that lies intelligence. Intelligence within the mind, intelligence within the body, and intelligence in our communication, wisdom in our communication. There we have a great Easter message. Hey there, good times. Jesus' ministry was called uh, the good news. That's what he went around spreading, the good news. He didn't go around spreading, uh, worship me. 
He didn't try to get anybody to worship him. He said, follow me. Follow is different than worship. Follow. And as I said, the reason he would say, follow me, is because I found a way in. And we get back to forgiveness. The way in is to forgive everyone, and it's a... It's a toughie. That's just when I... Th this morning, I woke up at 5.30. The huge resentment. Someone I thought I'd let go of. Two people, actually. Uh, <clears throat> I had a dream. I woke up from a dream with these two people who snubbed... They dared to snub me in the dream. <laughs> After what they did to me, they snubbed me. <laughs> and I... Yes, I'm up for the morning, and I got... And I thought, I can... It's Easter Sunday. I cannot... I cannot start my day with a great big resentment at people I haven't seen in well over a year and with these thoughts. I just, I just couldn't start my day that way. So I knew, okay, this is up for me to look at. This, if it's coming to me in dreams now, uh, and then loitering after I wake up. So I, I contemplated, I thought, really? Is, is there anything to resent these people for? And the truth is, no. No, one of them I have no problem with really at all, the other, except she's friends with the other one. And, uh, <clears throat> and the other one, all she had was a case of bad manners. That's really all that it was, was, was bad manners, and it hurt my feelings. And I've been holding on to that for a year. Well, that seems silly, doesn't it? And yet valuable. <laughs> How do I know it's valuable? Let me ask you, how do you know it's valuable? Who are you hanging on to? Who are you because, well, not let them off the hook, they're bad manners. <laughs> Anybody? Mm. Anybody? Anybody? Still, still resentful of somebody with some poor manners? Anybody? I love, no, not me. I'm fine. I, I'm good with everybody. I always say, you wanna, the people you want to be leery of with are the people who say they have no one left to forgive. I don't believe them for a moment. My teacher says to me, she says to everybody, actually, I was in the room when she said it. Uh, she said, if you want to know if you still have anyone left to forgive, ask yourself this question. Do I still have a body? <laughs> and and there's, something, there's somebody in there you're going to think of and go, Err, err. and it's like, it gets so old and it gets in the way. And I don't know if I will ever be free of everyone. Because I keep developing new ones. New people, they keep coming and offending my, sens my good sensibilities. <laughs> but I keep working at it. I keep showing up. and Like this morning, realizing I can't. I just can't have my Easter Sunday ruined by resentments at these two people who probably aren't thinking about me today. I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> if I'm in their dreams, they're not. They haven't called me yet to tell me. But to to and so I was able to use them for this talk. I thought use them in the talk today. Take advantage of this opportunity and use them in the talk today to say I I am open and I am willing to be free of what I have imagined they have done. To hear that, what I have imagined they have done. If I do believe that as God is for me, nothing could be against me, how could they have done anything wrong? Which, 
you think about her. If as God is for me, nothing and no one could be against me. But then there's these people. Lots of, not just these two people. Lots of the, the, these two people are so minor compared to so many others. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and, and we said, oh. but, but, uh, but, yeah, God, but. Yeah, spirit, but. And I have had so many healings as a result of terrible things people have done. I've had great, great healings as a result of the terrible things my parents did. I let them off the hook a long time ago. Why am I holding on to some of these others? Because I forget. And I think that I'm smart. And I did, I have to discover, oh, nobody's smarter because they know what somebody did wrong. Find the light in people. You want to find out how smart you are, find the light in people. Look at the light. Find it. And please remind me of that light in those people when I try to tell you how dark they are. <laughs> remind me. Find the light. And sometimes if I find the darkness in you, please tell me about your light so that I don't forget. So that I don't go blank when I'm, when I'm looking for that light. Because I have a strong, strong desire to know the light. And that's what, well, we're going back to Jesus here. That's what Jesus' example was. He was a man of love. What if it was that simple? That as a little boy, he saw love. He just witnessed love. And he heard it in ways that other people didn't. So this little boy heard this love. You know, you know the story. He went off as a teenager with his parents. And there was a bunch of preachers there, or priests, whatever they were, rabbis, what have you. And... He, he, he wanted to have the conversation with them. His family's halfway back home when they realize he's not with them. It's a biblical home alone uh, one. <laughs> home alone point zero. <laughs> Jesus! And he, so they go back and get him. And his mother sees him and she went, oh, oh, there's that light in him. He wants to know more about light. He wants to know more about love. And, and then, then there's the lost years. Jesus, the lost years. We don't know what was happening there until he got to his early 30s. And he went out on a mission of love. Not a mission of war or overcoming. Just love. Just love. And then he became enemy number one. Public enemy number one. Because if everyone had taken on that message of love, they couldn't be controlled. You can't control people in love. You can control people in hate. You can control people who are fear-ridden. You know, you can, you can control, the church can control those people, the politicians can control those people. But people in love, how do you control them? Uh, because, because people in love know the truth, and so therefore they are free. People who are not free can be controlled. And he kept giving the message, love, love, love. And uh, people who want to be in charge don't want to know from love. They want to know about being in charge. They want to know more about fear. They want to, how can I find your spot? And... Uh, it's, it's like a lot of church and a lot of politics are the same. You should be afraid, so you should be coming to me. Here, we don't teach that. You don't have to be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. 
All you have to do, if you want to eradicate your fear, is go with Him and say, Spirit, tell me the truth of what's actually going on here. If you want to know the freedom to forgiveness, it's this. Go within and say, Spirit, tell me what the truth is here. Because this, when I talk about Spirit, it's what I'm talking about. It's the highest voice within us. And it's, it's not a being. It's just the highest voice. It's the part of us that knows who certain things. You can also call it the superconscious mind. You can call it the Christ mind. It's not a religious part of you. It's a part of you that knows the truth. Capital T, truth. That knows where there's no opposite. And if you want to know that, all you have to do is ask. I've proven it over and over and over again. I've also proven what happens when I don't ask. When I don't ask, I stay in ignorance. When I don't ask, I stay in resentment. When I don't ask, I stay in forgetfulness. When I don't uh, ask, I stay in poverty. When I don't ask, I stay at a loss. I stay angry when I don't ask. But when I do ask, then it's so impressive because I've asked a lot. And Spirit's got nothing better to do than tell me the truth. Now, Spirit never scolds me. Spirit never shames me. It's my highest voice. It's not mad at me. And it, it's, it's my instincts. And it, and, it's, and it just says, Sean, it says whatever it says. Now, sometimes when I ask, I don't hear anything. <clears throat> but I know, I know without a doubt, that if I have asked, I have been answered. So I can go on about my business once I've asked. And six hours later, suddenly I'll have clarity with something that other times I would be confused about. I know this is the truth of my being. See, exceptional things are happening all the time. All the time. Things we're manifesting in ways we hadn't expected to manifest. And if we're not manifesting, we need to say, Spirit, what's going on here? Tell me the truth. Is this mine to think, say, or do, or is it not? Spirit, because Spirit's not, I don't have to ask Spirit to tell me the truth because Spirit's not going to lie. Why would it? It's my highest voice. It's the highest aspect of me. Now, sometimes Spirit will speak through you. That's why I seek out you guys a lot of times because I, I want to hear what you have to say because I know what I need to know in order to have a happier, more joyous, freer existence is coming from the voice within me. The voice never tells me to hurt anyone else. I used to, For a long time, I did a, a Hello Spirit journal. I, I did breakfast in the morning. I'd, Hi, Spirit, and right back. Hi, Sean. That's it. And we'd have a chat back and forth. And I, and I, and I always knew that Spirit's not going to scold me or criticize me. It's blunt. The voice of spirit within me is blunt, but it's it's never making fun of me. It's not that Dr. Phil, how's that working for you stuff? It, it, there's no clever, pithy statements happening. It just loves me because it can't not love me. And that is the highest voice. And that to me is how I identify with Jesus. Jesus had a highest voice in him that spoke. Jesus was not any more connected to God, whatever God is, than I am. Or you are. Jesus was no more the son of God than you or I are. And God doesn't have grandchildren. So it's, we're all are allowed 
to connect with that G-O-D energy, that G-O-D spirit. We all can if we choose to. Some of us don't want to. Again, we're going to run screaming from the theater. There's a reason we're not a bigger, bigger community. I have no guilt. I have no hell. I have no sin. I have nothing to threaten you with. But I'll tell you something. I have something great to offer you. And I was offered it many years ago. I just quit smoking. And two friends said, do you want to go to Unity with us on Sunday? It was at Lincoln Center. And I walked in there. And that uh, every Fisher Hall was them. And there was a lightness to it. And there was a friendliness to it. And there was a guy screaming on a show tune, which didn't hurt. <laughs> and then the minister that spoke that day was funny. There was so much laughter going on. So I went back a couple of more times. And then I didn't go back for a while. And then one day I woke up and said, you need something today. What is it? And it was unity. I heard, heard the voice. I heard the voice. And I listened to the voice, so I got dressed, and I ran up to Lincoln Center. There was a new minister speaking, and he was talking about all those abominations to God and man. And that day, I found out I wasn't one of them. I am not an abomination under any of the categories. I found out that day, in whatever it is that God is, I am good. And so is the one on my right, and so is the one on my left. My two friends gave me the greatest opportunity I have ever received by them inviting me to that service today. And so that's why I invited so many of you who have never been here before for this opportunity. You'll take it or you won't. You'll come back or you won't. You may see some, seek out something else. But I... Uh, I thought it would just be wonderful if you came and said, I'm going to try this today because Sean asked me to. <clears throat> I certainly wouldn't invite anyone into anything that's uh, detrimental to their well-being. And it, uh, except it may screw with your head a little bit. Forgiveness. I don't want to forget, but I, I can't go back. I can't. How am I going to talk to Sean if I'm not willing to forget? You know, play the game with your head. I, I got one person here. Let me tell you how. I'm not going to name names. But their wife told me that he would come. So I went to him and I said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to prove your wife wrong and come to church on Easter Sunday. <laughs> and he did. First he said, who's singing? <laughs> he said, Karen Mason. He said, okay, I'll come. <laughs> it's just a true story. And, uh, but... Well, however it works, but I, I wanted to share today with, with these, you guys, all of you, and, uh, and everybody on Facebook Live, thank you for tuning in. And so the Easter message, it, it is love, but that's not just a nice word. I encourage you to dig in and find out what that word really means. It's not about love your neighbors. Well, who wants to do that? Uh, some of us don't even like our neighbors. But it's, it's not an opportunity for guilt. It's an opportunity for freedom. Let's find out what love really is. If it's offered freely and received freely, then what price could there be to love? 
Let the rising up of your consciousness today be the good news that uh, the happy days, they're here again. Thank you. Thank you.